The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. What is up, folks? Underdog Fantasy has a new way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. It's a fantasy game, but guess what? You can win some real money. Legal in Illinois and tons of fun. Introducing the Fantasy Pick'em game. Here's how you can win big. Pick between two to five players and select whether they'll go higher or lower on season total stats. Then sit back and watch your favorite players battle it out. Here's what I'm doing on my picks on the Underdog Fantasy app. For Thursday night, you've got... Detroit visiting KC in the NFL Lidlifter. Here's my plan. I'm playing Amon Ross St. Brown to go higher than six and a half receptions. I've got Patrick Mahomes going higher than 314.5 total yards. And then give me Sky Moore higher than 38.5 receiving yards. Guess what? When I do that, I go ahead and it's six times my wager when I hit. Love it. Build your dream team today. Head over to your to their easy-to-use mobile app, just like I did, or to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code WMVP. That's WMVP. And Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code WMVP. Must be 18 years old and older and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvia, live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago, the new home of the Chicago Bears. WMVP, WSHE, HD2, Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Mellor hanging out with you until 6 o'clock tonight. I love it, Tyler. This is one of, like, this Friday, I just love because we've got the the long holiday weekend. You have Labor Day off on Monday. And then before you know it, you get back to work on Tuesday. At least most folks out there head back to work on Tuesday. And then before you know it, the NFL season is starting on Thursday. Got, got a bunch of college football action, including yep. uh, college football on Sunday and Monday yep. this week. So it's just, I and love tonight this weekend. Too. We had a little last night as Absolutely. well. It's just a, a five-day football appetite right there. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. We had Football Fest on Sunday. Uh, it's more. This is a, a festival of football coming your way this weekend. And um, basically the start of the NFL season. So I actually, I absolutely love this time of year. And this Friday in particular is just one of my favorite Fridays of the season. So um, we were kind of joking earlier about how the NFL is, they're making an interesting bet putting the Detroit Lions on their opener this season against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, of course, are must-see TV always. Mm-hmm. But you're going to put the Detroit Lions out there and... <laughs> Careful what you wish for, folks, because uh, we're going to find out real quick if Detroit can live up to some of the hype they're getting. They are the favorites in the NFC North, the betting favorite to win the division right now, plus 140 last I saw. And you can two things can be true here. The Lions can get blown out week one mm-hmm. against Kansas City, and they can still win the NFC North and even maybe even win it comfortably too because there are a bunch of they unknowns could. beneath them are you feeling that you th- would 
You think I, Lions are the... Detroit's one of those teams, I'll believe it when I see it, right? Like, they have been a dumpster fire the entire time that I've watched them. It looks like they're trending in the right direction, but I'm still not the biggest Dan Campbell fan. I think yes, Ben Johnson's fantastic. Absolutely. I think what he's done offensively. They were, they were able to retain him, which was yes, quite which was the coup for One them. of the biggest... Maybe under the radar yes. storylines of the off season, and and one of the biggest maybe I don't want to say ads of the off season, but one of the biggest transaction type things. I mean, he was taking head coaching interviews. Absolutely, probably could have had his pick of the litter of any sort of job that he wanted, given what he did at, in Detroit last year. And what he did was he unlocked Jared Goff mm-hmm. last season um, to the point where he was more than a serviceable quarterback, and they won eight of their final ten games of the season and they finished the year nine. They started one and seven, right? Yeah. One and uh I'm looking at it now. One and seven. Yes, that is correct. No, wait. One and six. One and six. Nevertheless okay. though, that's they were bad. And then they closed it out with again eight wins in their final ten games. Uh and of one of those of course was the final game of the season where it was meaningless to them because the they had already been eliminated because of the Seahawks win earlier in the day. The Lions could not make the playoffs, but on Sunday Night Football, they bounced the Packers and Green Bay. I'm sorry, pa- the Packers and Aaron Rodgers from the playoffs. Right. Had Green Bay won, they could have snuck into the playoffs instead of the Seahawks. But the Lions in Green Bay were able to beat them, and so they got a lot of love from the way they finished the season and also that game in particular in prime time I think is the reason like if the Lions don't win that game they're not playing the NFL opener no yeah and I think probably a little bit of a hard knocks bump too from last year they were a lovable team on hard knocks I think a lot of people were rooting for him they've got they don't have faces of the league um and I don't even think they really have any true superstars as well. They have a couple guys that are, I think, budding superstars. Aiden Hutchinson, yes, the, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, there's certainly some yeah. pieces I there. I mean, Jamison Williams was a very high. But he's going to miss the first six exact, uh, weeks for, of the season. Yeah, suspended for gambling, mm-hmm. remember? So, yeah. And then, so he'll, he also suffered, a, I believe, a hamstring injury in preseason um, in the second week. So he should be back, obviously, with six weeks in where he'll have time to heal up. And uh, hopefully stay off of the uh, betting apps, at right. the NFL <laughs> version of that. But he uh, he he could be a superstar that you know they drafted him to be one. We'll see. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all though if Jared Goff has some regression and is not nearly as good as he was last year. That that's something I'm kind of counting on a little bit. Yeah, and I think I mean you just look at some of the games that Goff had too last year. Like I mean, and the way the schedule sets up too for the Lions, like. Okay, you're going to play the Bears twice this year. The Bears last year were a peewee defense, and this year, I'm not saying they're an elite defense, but they're a hell of a lot better than they were last year. You're going to be running away from Yannick Ngakwe and not Dominique Robinson this year. Mm-hmm. It's a big difference there. You've got, um, and, and the, I think the Bears have a developing secondary too, and now you get that twice a year with a defensive-minded head coach. That's not going to be easy, and you get that twice a year. Now. Well, and truth be told, it's interesting that the Bears secondary is looked at as a young, developing, upcoming secondary that I think most people would say is a is at least above average, mm-hmm. right? Um, considering that they got no pressure last year, right? Yeah, and th- like you said, a unique Ngakwe should be somebody who you know he's good for ten sacks. Or Wakes not, up, or, you're getting yeah, nine, at the 10 very sacks. least, mm-hmm. you know. And so there's going to be 
I, I, it, it can't possibly be worse to pass rush no. than it was last year. So that You've should got NFL help. players on that front four. And you have, you know, um, Edmonds and Edwards uh, as, as linebackers are good uh, pass defenders. Yes. You know, at, li- at the linebacker Particularly, position. Particularly uh, Edwards, if I'm remembering correctly, too. Yeah, but Edmonds, too, has the, the length and the ability where he's made, at times, he's been thought of as one of the better pass defenders pass defenders at the linebacker position well you look at like his his physique his reach yes he, he looks like a guy who um kind of like what isaiah simmons should have been mm-hmm. coming out of college where yes. that's a guy who may be able to play multiple positions like he looks like a guy who physique wise and maybe could be a corner and that is not by accident that is by design that matt eberflus and ryan poles targeted someone like uh tremaine edmonds to come out and be your, your or why they wanted to pay him and not Roquan Smith. It's mm-hmm. because that wingspan, you know, when you're trying to win, sometimes, you know, the margins can be huge. And, you know, those extra that extra length that someone like Edmonds brings when he's a defender, you just can't always account for, even if he's a good player like Roquan Smith was. You know, sometimes that's what you're actually paying for, that physical ability that not every single player out there is gifted and blessed with. But that should be a better defense for the Bears. It can't be worse. I, I, I really don't believe it can be worse than it no. was last season. Mm-hmm. I'd expect the Bears defensively to be in the the middle of yes, the pack. I agree. Like anywhere between, I could see like 13th through 18th. Um, but I, I do want to, and, and we can talk some Bears with folks if they want to talk Bears with us. 312-332-3776, as always, is your number. But I do want to continue to talk a little bit about uh, just the NFL in general, too. So the Lions will open up against the Chiefs. What's your thought process of the Chiefs right now? Are you picking them to win uh, back-to-back Super Bowls just based on the fact that Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best player in the league? Or do you have? are you turning elsewhere? Well... Chris Jones throws a wrinkle into this because if they don't have Chris Jones for a defense that at times has had holes and you look at how their defense is built, it's Mm -hmm. built on a lot of later draft picks and they've done a great job of scouting some diamonds in the rough and they maybe can hold up for a year, but you don't know if these are long-term guys. You know, that's a great point. Something that I may not have even completely given a ton of thought to because Part of me just has been expecting Chris Jones to at some point come back, but it does seem like they're at a bit of an impasse, and it might be the Chiefs are looking at their salary cap and how it's you know how they're kind of you know they have a lot of good players and they may not necessarily be, have the room to pay someone like Chris Jones. Not that they can't pay him, but they can't maybe pay him what he, what he wants. Right? right, he wants to be paid like Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. and it doesn't seem like the Chiefs have the appetite to do that necessarily. And so, you're right. The Chiefs, it's easier for them to play defense when they have a lead, for the most part, and they can just pin their ears back and rush the passer. And that's something that Chris Jones, as an interior defensive rush specialist, has excelled at. Yeah. But if he's not there, all of a sudden, does the defense for the Chiefs get exposed a little bit more, right? Like, remember who was one of their great players and and unsung heroes of last year's run? George Karloftis, their rookie defensive end. Yep. How good is he without without Chris Jones there? Yes, without the double teams that he commands. That's the disruptor there, and maybe you have a little bit of difficulty now in your second year if you're George Karloftis, if you don't have that guy next to you. So if Chris Jones is something that does throw a wrench into your calculation for who, who who do you like? So, well... Okay, I will say this. Like with Chris Jones, 
He's threatening to sit out until week eight, right? Yeah. Ultimately, the Chiefs can tread water till week eight without Chris Correct. Jones, get into the playoffs still, and then you have probably a fresher and maybe even better version of him once you get into the playoffs. However, I do think when you look at kind of the the landscape of the NFL, like it's tough to get that back to back champ. I mean, the the Chiefs are a perfect example of that. Um, I really do feel like this may be Cincinnati's year. Like they've been hovering around it. They they're like the yeah. lone team over the last couple of years that's had success against the Chiefs. Yes, and I think just some of the the continuity that you have in that room, um, especially with the receivers. You brought back Joe Mixon, who you didn't think you were probably going to bring back at the start of the offseason. And mm-hmm. even if he wasn't there, you drafted a guy, Chase Brown, who was pretty damn good at Illinois this past season, too. So they're offensively as strong as anyone um, in the in the entire league. And I think that I, I really do think this could be the Bengals year where they crack through. I, I'm not sold on the Bills this year. No, me neither. Because I- you lost a lot defensively and you kind of saw that coming with the Josh Allen extension. And Von Miller will not be back to start the season. And yeah, I'm with you. That And the other thing is the AFC East, it, it, it got a lot tougher. When mm-hmm. you throw Aaron Rodgers onto the Jets, they may not be the best team in that division, but they're not going to be a team that the Bills can just count on for, for a couple of victories this year. Tua, at least as long, as long as he's out there, makes the Dolphins a tough team to have to match up and against. In the, the division, too, like the Dolphins have the greatest home field advantage of anyone, especially of early in the yeah. season. Like we saw that. Remember last year's game against Buffalo when Miami beat Buffalo early in the yeah. season? That was a fatigue throw at the end of the game Absolutely. by Josh Allen that lost them that game. He was, he was clearly beaten because the he was pass mel- rush was getting after him all game long. He was melting on South Beach. Exactly. That's it, because for those who don't know, the advantage that the Dolphins have with their stadium is that the entirety of the game, when it's a day game, yep, they are in the shade. Yep, the rest of the team bakes in the sun. Yes, yes, and, and with like a hundred degree on field temperature. And I will tell you, as 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 hot as it is in September and October, I believe Yerko has said it's actually more of a disadvantage when you play there in November and December because. You're usually playing in a colder climate, and then all of a sudden, sometimes you can still get those pretty warm, humid days in South Florida in November when the body, the body is not accustomed to it. Mm-hmm. He said sometimes that's even a bigger disadvantage than earlier in the season. So, yes, they, you're right. They do have the biggest home field advantage throughout the league. 312-332-3776, talking some football, some pigskin with you as we're under a week away from the NFL opening its season, also college football on the slate Tyler has you covered with uh, Chicago's College Tailgate coming your way tomorrow with Shea Norling at 10 o'clock. I'll be back with the Fantasy Football Show 7 a.m. every Sunday morning. That's an hour earlier than usual, so we're moving it up one extra hour because to accommodate for the Bears the Bears bonanza mm-hmm. that you're going to be getting every Bears game day on, mostly on Sundays, of course, but of course on Thursdays and Mondays as well. Let's try Alex, who's in Roscoe Village, wants to talk some football and bears with us. What's going on, Alex? Hey, not much. Just curious on what you guys um, thought about the future for Tevin Jenkins. I mean, uh, he's an absolute stud, but this guy just can't stay healthy. So, honestly, it's not a good sign to me that he's obviously going to miss the first couple weeks here of the season at the very least. Um, it doesn't bode well, I think, for his long-term chances to continue. Like, he'll be on the roster this season, mm-hmm. right? But Ryan Poles didn't draft him. Remember, last preseason, 
it took a while for them to kind of get around the idea of, of actually getting him into the starting lineup as a guard. In, yeah, guard. And then he was dealing with the back injuries, and now he's got calf injuries. And oftentimes, leg injuries can be directly related to a back issue. that Which you know, we knew was a problem with him. So mm-hmm. I think Tevin Jenkins will have to have... He'll have, when he gets actually gets back out onto the field this year, I think he's going to have to prove to this front office that he's capable of staying healthy for the remainder of the season. And then he's going to have to play at a decent level for them to make him a priority if they're going to sign him past his rookie deal. Yeah, he'll definitely see out the rest of his rookie deal. But beyond that, it is going to be a health thing. And, you know, Ryan Poles, is, he's an offensive lineman by trade, and he probably thinks he found his offensive left tackle of the future in the fifth round. So I can go find a guard in, what, fourth, fifth? And I've got picks galore mm-hmm. to work with over the next couple of years as well. Thank you, Carolina Panthers. So as a result of all that, like, I, it's tough for me to see him on the roster past his rookie contract. Just I think they're going to gonna try to milk him for what it's worth the rest of the way here um, he on ha- his rookie deal, but, like, the health stuff, there's too many red flags. Even when he was drafted, there were red flags about of his course. health. Yeah. He has to play at a much higher level moving forward and, and prove to the Bears that he He probably has to be a pro bowler. Well, I, you know, maybe. But at the same time, he just needs to be healthy out there on the field and a guy who they say, yes, now he's making, you know, he's more than just a, a guy who we've, you know, who this, who the previous regime of this organization has invested in. So we're kind of just going to see it out. He needs to play more and prove that he's worth the draft capital that they invested in him. Um, and and so I, I don't know how we, anybody can say they feel great about him because he hasn't gotten through a full NFL season. And, mm-hmm. and until he does that, mm, I, I mean, I doubt they're going to make him a priority. Let's try our buddy Mitchell, who's in this planes. Mitch, what's going on, man? You're on with Mel Arnaki and for Waddle and Sylvie, friend. Hey, uh, good evening there, Team Capricorn and Aries. I think what it comes down to the Bears and Packers is you got to look at it's a passing league. Okay, we have not been competitive against the Packers since Jay Cutler and Josh McCown. Let's be honest. Okay, mm-hmm. the bottom line is this. If we're going to find ourselves in a, in a very awkward situation with all this hype on Justin Fields, you can't, pass, you can't be the worst-rated passer in the NFL, pass for 2,242 yards, and then expect him – to double that of the likes of a you know a Jared Goff or a Kirk Cousins or Aaron Rodgers, you know it's just it's it's not a, it's not realistic. And the fact is the Bears defense goes back to what the Bears defense was in twenty was it 2016? twenty sixteen twenty sorry twenty eighteen when they yeah. um, that first year when they brought on uh, all those additions and Mac. Um, I mean maybe they had these takeaways, but if you're relying on Justin Fields. To throw for he's never thrown for over 300 yards in a game. His average last year was like 130 yards. Yep. If you average it, you know, over 15 games. Mm -hmm. So my point is that these things come into play, and he hasn't shown anything in preseason OTAs that he had Chris, you know, uh, what I call practices, and he was throwing dimes. It just you've got to put all the data together, and this is what I'm going to leave it on. This is the bottom line: watch Justin Fields' mechanics when it's live. On Green Bay, and and all the games afterwards, you're going to see a slow delivery, and it's just well mechanics, which is going to hold them back. The biggest detriment to the Bears is Justin Fields, and until they get that straightened out, I do not see a big upside, and that is the bottom line. Bottom line. All right, Mitchell. Now, listen, we all are going to be watching very closely. I think 
everybody knows that there is a lot of pressure on Justin Fields this year. He's in a spot where it is, it's his Daniel Jones year, right? Like he needs to be productive. Otherwise, the Bears are going to decline the fifth year option. And the discussion around a long term deal is really not going to be a real- reality. Now, there's still a, a, a world where he could he could play poorly this year, not prove himself, and then the next year come back and play like Daniel Jones did this previous season, and then all of a sudden you're in a weird spot. Where but it is kind of tough with the draft pick situations. That's why I think it. You're right. Probably you're this you're year absolutely right. This is exactly what what the Eagles had lined up with with Jalen Hurts. Like they had the draft picks at their disposal if they needed to move off of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. And, and but Jalen Hurts played at an MVP caliber level mm-hmm. and made and himself one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league yes. because of his play. It's it's it's. I think we all know this, right? You can be a Justin Fields supporter, a fanboy, and and or you can just be a Bears fan and want him to get better. My biggest concern, Tyler, fear, I guess, is that Justin Fields plays just well enough to dupe people into thinking he's a franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you know, they're 10 and 7 next year. But it's not because of him showing that he's good enough as a passer, but like he's a 3000 he's like a low 3000 yard passer. Or I don't even know what the number would be, but if he's a, a dynamic enough runner where he can keep defenses off balance, that's my biggest concern is that he doesn't show enough progression as a passer to make me believe that you can build around him, but he's still good enough athletically that you feel compelled to try and sign him to a long-term deal because you have a little bit of success. That's my biggest fear. I think they'll make an easy decision if he's not a good enough passer. We'll all know at the end of the year if he's not. It's that if you find that you know that in-between spot where he's just good enough. Well, here's my thing is I... I don't have as much of a problem with it as long as it's not you're talking about you sign him to a long-term extension as long as it's not that it, like if he hasn't proven to be in that elite tier there yeah as long as it's not you're not resetting the market yeah like if you're signing him well, to a a reasonable deal like I'm okay kind of trying to figure it out because and then trying to build the rest of the team around him. Yeah. It seems like there is some young defensive talent where you could be talking about this defense in the next couple of years as a top five team, um, the top five defense moving forward because of the young secondary pieces. You go out and add some players on the defensive line to solidify that. You've signed deals with some linebackers. Like this could be a really good group moving forward. It, and then is Justin Fields good enough to win with? Yeah, especially if you could use those two first round picks on talent that's not quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. If you can go out and get a Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. and some elite level pass rusher, all of a sudden the roster starts to take shape where you can see a true playoff contender. He's Tyler Aki. I'm Jeff Meller. We're in for Waddle and Sylvie. Would you rather up next? Underdog Fantasy has a new way to play alongside your favorite football team all season. It's a fantasy game, but you can win real money. Legal in Illinois and tons of fun. Introducing the Fantasy Pick'em Game. Here's how you win big. Pick between two to five players and select whether they'll go higher or lower on season total stats. Then sit back and watch your favorite players battle it out. All right, so here's what I'm doing, folks. For Thursday night's opener, Detroit at Kansas City, I'm going higher on Amon Ross St. Brown receptions at six and a half. I'm taking Patrick Mahomes to go higher on his total yards at 314 and a half. That includes his rushing yards. And then finally, pair that with Sky Moore going 
higher than 38.5 receiving yards. When you do all that, whatever you wager, when you hit, six times the payout. I love it. Build your dream team today. Head over to their easy-to-use mobile app or to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with promo code WMVP, and Underdog will double your money with that first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code WMVP. Must be 18 years old or older and present in the state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Hey, this is Coach Mike Dick. Greg Olson here. This is Stacy King. Hey, this is D Rose. What up? This is Ludacris. Hello, this is Dick Enberg. Would you like to play a little? Would you rather? Oh, my. Meller and Aki on ESPN 1000. We have a special Would You Rather here coming your way here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Normally, we ask you to submit your Would You Rathers, but I had a special edition of Would You Rather come to me last night without even knowing it, Tyler. It was curriculum night last evening everyone's favorite absolutely you know what though as a parent it's it's completely different one day maybe you'll see as a kid it was the greatest because your parents leave for a couple hours absolutely it's it's a pizza night automatically (laughs) and then you can just do whatever you want in the house for two three hours if you're old enough to be left to left home alone and my children are in junior high so they are so yes you're absolutely right it is uh, generally a pizza night on curriculum nights as the parents saunter off for, like you said, a couple hours of free, uh, uninterrupted video game for the children, usually. Uh, video game play for the children, usually. But, so, as we were going through the, the, uh, the schedule, my wife, um, she took my daughter's schedule, Peyton, and I took my son's schedule, Alex, and we proceeded through, and each teacher at their, at their junior high proceeded to give uh, an eight to nine minute presentation of the expectations for that class this year. And Mr. Labud, who is Alex's English teacher this year, went through his, he uh, just welcomed uh, a brand new baby girl. Congratulations. So congrats to Mr. Labud on the uh, brand new baby girl in the household. But because of that, he missed the first four days of school. And so he just got back into the swing of things within the last couple days. And he mentioned to the parents in our group how in on the first day he had a 20-slide presentation that he was going to go through for their English class. He only got to the second slide and then proceeded to run out the clock on the second slide. He just took a knee. And the reason being, Tyler, is that it was a would-you-rather that he gave to... This eighth grade English class. How long are the periods? Uh, you know, I, I don't know the exact. Uh, I think they're like you know are forty-five they block schedules. You know, they have two. They have a gold day and a blue yeah, day. So they have block so, schedules. Yeah. So, okay. so I don't know exactly the time length for each class, but they had a would you rather, and he said it got so heated and debated, but the kids were getting very creative about their thought process behind it, and so. 
everybody was engaged in the activity. And so sure enough, he's like, I'm just going to let it go. We're going to have this this good debate. We're going to have a conversation about it. And don't worry about the final 18 slides that were prepared <laughs> for the remainder of the day. And so he presented us last night in the uh, curriculum what it was that created such a huge uh, debate. And it was, would you rather, if you had to evade them, or I guess um, fight specifically, would you rather have to take on a shark So okay. a shark slash octopus or a piranaconda, a piranha slash anaconda hybrid. And of course, the eighth grade students were going back and forth depending on what they were, uh, you know, which side they fell upon. And so I thought, you know what? We do this professionally for a living. What better way to bring it to the table to the actual the actual professionals here and ask the question, folks. So a Would shark you rather, yes. or a piranaconda? Correct. A half, or not, and I don't even know. And I asked, I actually um, emailed Mr. Labud a follow up asking for the parameters, like what was set, like what when you say <laughs> shark to puss, are we talking like he probably thought you were the weird parents. <laughs> Well, it's like, what, I, what I, is this guy doing? I didn't, t- I didn't tell him specifically why I needed the uh, actual follow up, but I, I, I will definitely enlighten him after we go through the uh-huh. go through the process here. But I wanted to know. So what were the parameters? How do we know? And he, he basically said the only uh, parameters he said he, he showed a photo of a, a okay. octopus and, uh-huh. a, and a piranaconda. And he basically let the students have at it and, and make their case for which side was better. So I'm asking you, Kevin Zipak, Sean Graney behind the glass. Do you have a picture? Uh, yeah, I'll pictures? pull it up. But as you guys think about it here, and as I as I look for the picture that he sent me, let me know um, what your initial thoughts are about what's worse, sharktopus or, or a piranaconda. Okay, uh, initially... I think the the sharktopus scares me way more because you've got the shark, and I'm assuming it's got eight tentacles. Yes. So I, that was my specific question. Like, I was like, I assume it's eight type of limbs. Otherwise, otherwise, like, but it's not the, eight fins. Right? Otherwise, you're pretty much working with a shark at that point. Like, <laughs> yes. otherwise, it's pretty good, useless if you don't point, have the eight good tentacles. Point. So this is the I'm, I'm actually passing my phone over to Tyler so he okay. can see the photos. Wow, these are like. CGI created. <laughs> Looks like these are pretty good. It's intense, huh? Um, They're both no, scary. we couldn't find any real pictures of these animals, Tyler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, but I thought they would be like loosely drawn, loosely like. He you was ever like a, see this amateur sketch? That's what I was anticipating here. No, no, no. You got some um, hardcore stuff there. So, show, show the uh, Twitch folks, yes, too, here, folks right. on Twitch, to show them the camera. That is what was presented: the the sharktopus versus the piranaconda. Which is a scarier beast, created beast. To me, it's not even close. Like the the sharktopus scares the living <laughs> H out of me. Like the piranaconda. Like, I don't. I don't know. I'm just not. I don't have a big uh, snake phobia. Okay. So well, here, lots of people do. I yeah. don't know that. The, here. It looks nasty. Send, no, like send, I saw it. Like, the, no, but send the phone out to uh, Kevin and Sean as well. No, I've Googled it. I've got the photos up here on the PC. Okay. And uh, I was thinking initially that the uh, octopus would be scarier due to all the reasons you laid out there, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler. 
But now looking at the photos, the Piranaconda does look a little bit scarier. Right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, it feels like it could uh, absolutely swallow you whole. And it's massive. It's gigantic. You. No, but like the the... It's not that big. No, the sharktopus is way bigger. Yeah, nah, sharktopus is sharktopus. I'm not messing with that thing. Like the the piranaconda, that thing, like it's got teeth, Mm -hmm. but so does the shark. Like I just look at it from all right. You've got shark versus uh, piranha. Who wins? Well, the shark, shark, right? Much all right. That's anaconda versus the octopus. An octopus is just a bigger snake. No, like that's, the not way that it, that's not what octopus. That's, that's fairly a name. They're they're not in but any if way. That thing gets a stranglehold of you. Good night. The anaconda does. Well, if the they anaconda both can. Does. I think they're of equal power. So mm. you're you're teaming up two equal teammates with one superior being on one end and one inferior being on the other end. How, about, how is the shark puss mm-hmm. going to be able to fare out of the water? I was thinking though. the same. That was where I was because going the next. the piranaconda looks like it, with, it's got a little bit octopus, of versatility. I think the octopus tendencies of the, the well, shark But then the shark is only something you need to fare in water, obviously. And you can avoid water, whereas the piranaconda kind of seems like it could it's land mobile sneak yeah. up on you at any point it's got reach though the shark to puss like you're not good that thing's got a radius to it that thing's got like so, Calvin johnson car garage like right, so, two car garage radius on it let's take uh land and water away because let's say you can't choose where you're okay. going to be you can't avoid you have to embark in a battle upon either the shark to puss or the Piranaconda. So you either have to be in water and fight the, sh- the Sharktopus, or you have to be on land and worry about this Piranaconda. Here's how I would put it. Uh-huh. You put those two beings head-to-head again. Not Take yourself out of the equation. Yes. Put them head-to-head. Who wins? I think the Sharktopus easily wins. I don't know, man. I think you're underestimating what's a... This feels like what, the other guys, the line versus the tuna right now. <laughs> I, th- I feel like you're underestimating a, like a, the Anaconda's ability. Um, as a maybe I am, but like I, I think the octopus is being slept on. I think you no, I, you two are completely octo- overestimating what an octopus brings to the table. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a little more I octopus. Think, Kevin, re- I think this here. is where youth is not serving them well at all. Hmm. I, I how, think, does, how does octopus? I don't think an octopus no, really like. Honestly, <laughs> you can go to a lot of restaurants in the city and eat octopus fairly freely. Delicious, by the way. Yeah, any real, you know, shark much harder to come by. In terms of, and and I'm certainly not going to run across any place where I can eat an anaconda, right? Well, I don't think you you want to eat. Who wants to eat snake in general? I'm sure deep fried. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I think like what one of the one of the state fairs yeah. you can get deep fried. I'm sure it's snakes. I'm sure it's been at the Taste of Chicago at some point over the years. I've had like yeah at the Taste like deep fried gator nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they were fine. Now here's the other thing about the the shark You've got the ink. So the ink can be sprayed from 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 a distance <laughs> okay. here. You see that you see the the um So you I'm forgetting my my names of the sharktopus <laughs> and the piranacon. You see the piranaconda coming at you. Here's a, a dose of ink for you. Okay. So your your jeans are ruined. Big deal. You got your, your jeans are ruined. It'll blind you. <laughs> You're you're worried about the ink here. You're not worried about being devoured whole or, you or can't strangled. Eat what you can't see. All right. Yeah, that's when you've got point. when you can blind this thing with the ink, ball game over. Uh, is that is that the way is that the way octopuses work? I don't know. I mean, am I really going to be blinded by the ink? That's the point of it. Yeah. Yeah, but 
to other it's to blind sea creatures. It's not not people. What what is a piranha? <laughs> a piranha is a sea creature. You're going to blind a piranha. I know. That but thing is immobile I'm at that us. point. I'm talking about us in this situation. I it don't can, think the ink's going to really be a huge factor. If you if you get blinded by the ink, you're how, done. How close am I going to have to be? So I'm actually blinded though. It's a lot of ink coming out of the octopus or the shark octopus. As long as you're not bleeding, I think the shark octopus isn't even going to acknowledge if, your if existence. If I sprayed you in the eyes with water, yes, you're you're losing. Like that's doing a little damage to you. But have you ever tried to spray someone in the eyes with ink in water? It doesn't with go ink. anywhere. But I thought we were talking about a land-based thing too. Like you're know, taking the terrain out of it. The shark? No, no, no. But the, the, you're only going to. Face the shark to puss in water. It this is like the uh, it's not walking what's, around what's it here. Sean, you probably play Call of Duty and Kevin for that matter too. What's the um, the? It's like tear gas almost. Like you, <laughs> like you, if you you're gonna have a little bit of a murkier view here. Mm. All right, you're playing from behind here. I I think the piranaconda uh, on lands can move quickly and just yeah. I think it could. You get anywhere close to its its uh, bite, and you're, it's problematic. Yeah, but it has to get in close quarters for you to do that. All right, so what's the final verdict here? I, we have not swayed anybody. We're at a two-two deadlock. Oh, I think Yurko's weighing in here. All Yurko right. texted us. Let's see. Well, let's see what Yurk has here. The good kid always with some. Uh... <laughs> oh, he says anaconda balls are a delicacy. Mm-hmm. Tempura fried kraken. Okay, so there you go. I don't you know if can get them. I don't know mm-hmm. if that sways this one yeah, way or I'm the other. I'm not sure really what. If, no, if but that's it was eating the argument. No, but it was a great. I think it was a great, a great addition yeah. to yes. the breakdown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. So it can be caught. Mm. All right. All right. So we're still at a deadlock here. Two two. It looks like if somebody you wanna in, somebody in Twitch said the ink is to mask the escape. They don't shoot it exactly. At okay. See? Well, you can't catch what you can't see. <laughs> All right. All right. Good luck. All right. Feel free to weigh in on this hotly contest, contested debate um, spurred by Mr. LaBud's eighth grade English class. Where, where did your son, was it your son or daughter's? My son's. Uh, where did your son fall on this? You know, I think, so I, I, I was asking him about it and he, I think he said initially he was on the side of shark to puss being the bigger problem. But eventually, I think he came around to the thought when the class was debating it. I think he said he landed actually on the side of the piranaconda being a bigger problem. What was the class split? You know what? I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to do a follow. Yeah, we're gonna have I don't to. Know yeah, what the final, this is an ongoing I'm investigation. Not, and I'm not sure there was a final tally had. So uh, we will. I'll have to. I'll have to email Mr. Labud with a follow up question. All right, there we so, go. But feel free if you want to. It looks like we got a couple of people on the line who want to check in. We'll see what the audience thinks about this hotly debated. Would you rather? Next. Waddle and Sylvie, from our State Street studio to your hellish commute home, we're there with you making it bearable. Never mind. Back to Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. Meller and Aki hanging out with you for a few more minutes here on Waddle and Sylvie. Hotly contested, would you rather? Brought to you, of course, by the Pride Pride Stores. It was... uh, it was so engaging that we got Yurko to text us. And, of course, Yurko was out at the Pride Stores earlier today with Carmen and Yurko. How about we give away a gift card to the Pride Stores for this very great edition of Would You Rather? Tenth uh, caller right now, 312-332-3776. We'll take home a gift card to the Pride Stores So uh, just for listening. So do that 
and you can win yourself a gift card to the Pride Store. Yurko also misinterpreted the question. Oh, no. Um, he thought it was which one we wanted to eat, the Sharktopus or the Piranaconda. Um, but he uh, he would have gone with the Piranaconda because, in his words, Anaconda balls are a delicacy. So, so. interesting. He thought initially that it was which one would you rather eat, and Yurko chose the snake option. Mm-hmm. Over the octopus option. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did not take Yurko for a snake man, but apparently he is. Um, a couple people want to weigh in before we have to wrap things up. Let's try Joe, who's in Harwood Heights. Joe, you're on with Mel Aranaki. What's up, man? Hey, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go with Piranha Conda all day. Um, I think the Piranha and Shark part of it is a wash, but all you really have to do is go on YouTube and, you know, watch a video of an anaconda swallow, like an antelope hole. Yeah. So how, how is that, you know, shark is going to get its tentacles wrapped around it? And even if it does, um, as he's got, got eight it, of them, Joe, <laughs> he well, got eight you know, snakes. So, yeah. Let's just assume he's, um, you know, in his clutches. They're not snakes. They all, they might as well be. Time. <laughs> Joe, tell him they the limbs are not snakes. But they're, they they they're serve just, the same purpose. They don't. They don't have the head of a snake at the end of each limb. Although that would be an even better beast. But yeah, you got the head of a shark. Shark to puss a conda. Huh? How about yeah. that? <laughs> what do you think about that, Joe? Just we're just people yeah, no, are tweeting I, me. I think that shark to puss is getting eaten alive while it's holding onto the anaconda, and you know. So I'm gonna have to go with the the anaconda. Yeah. People are tweeting me right now that Thanks, the octopus Joe. is one of the smartest animals out oh, there. So the brains true. of the operation here. Well, so you got the smarts. And it's not just the smarts. Adam from Champagne wants to weigh in on why he thinks the shark octopus is a problem. What do you got, Adam? You're on with Mel Arnaki. Absolutely. So on top of the giant brains that octopi have, yes. the shark octopus would get, you got to remember, octopus or octopi also have three hearts. You may hit him in one area, mm. he's got two more hearts to go. The Franaconda, one heart and he's done. Give him that, that kill shot, he's out of there with one bite. The shark foot uh-huh. can survive multiple attacks. That's a good point it's there. A, it's, a, it's a solid rebuttal from you, Adam. Multiple hearts. A lot of life in there. What do we got there, Tyler? Uh, by the way, way, we didn't get a chance to do Hot Take Time Machine this week. However, today is the five-year anniversary of the Khalil Mack trade. Oh. And Sylvie had some tweets from that day. So Check, be, Check, caller, yeah. be caller five right now to win a Grand and Western gift card. 312-332-3776. Caller five wins a Grand and Western gift card. That was a fun day as a Bears fan. Didn't quite live up to the hype, but it was a fantastic day to be a Bears fan. All right, I want to say thanks a lot to Kevin Zipak and Sean Graney for producing. Thanks to Jesse Rogers for hopping on earlier today. Thank you, Tyler, for hanging out with me here on Waddle and Sylvie. Good times and go Sharktopus. <laughs> Tyler's back tomorrow morning for the CGA Golf Show and uh, the College Tailgate Show. Thanks for listening, folks.